Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the fuck we want. Alright, welcome back to the Kinjas Podcast Movement in the Shadows. We are your host, Ben. Go Bango. I am your other host, Charles. I did that slow. Go Bango. That's good. And I'm Mike Bell. <laughs> we haven't even unlocked him yet, but he's still he's already going for it, but I love it. All right, guys, we have a very, as always, always special guest. We always bring in really cool people into the pod. Um, all right, so today we have dancer, choreographer, what? creator, oh a YouTube OG contestant from So You Think You Can Dance in Season 3. What? Two-time ABDC champion from season three and eight with Ooh. Quest Crew. Also judged ABDC. What? What? This guy's an all-around entertainer. Kind of. Really funny guy. Constant student of every art form. And also just like a really randomly just a dope trick shot guy out of nowhere. <laughs> Those videos are amazing. Yeah. Uh, Guys, we have D-Tricks in the house. Your boy! What's, hey, up, hey, What's hey. going on, y'all? Go Bango, go Bango. Hey, just showing so much Go Bango love. <laughs> I love that song! Dude, thank you. Man. People are sleeping if they haven't. Go see the video. Yeah. Go see it. And the choreo is raw as I, I'm not allowed to. Am I allowed to? Yeah, curse? you could you could do All whatever. Right. The choreo you... was freaking mad cool, <laughs> and it was dope as fuck. <laughs> Thank you, man. No, it's funny. So Thank we were just cool. talking about Go Bango, and and uh, yeah, what started out as a joke. Literally, we were just talking about. I mean, because yeah, the problem of getting music cleared and posting things I on YouTube that. and stuff. So we're in the spirit of that. We're like, hey, man, why don't we just make our own music? And then. Uh, I was in the car. So the the idea actually sparked with Sean. Sean Evaristo and I were driving one what? time. And he was like, yo, why don't you guys do your own music? Like, He's like, Ben, you rap, right? I'm like, well, not like for real. But he's like, just do it. And and then so I was the talking. true words of a rapper. Right, you know, yeah. I, I dabble. You know, I play with it. <laughs> no, I would never say that I do it for real. Um, but uh, And then so I was talking with Mike Song. And, and I was like, yo, dude, I was talking with Sean. And he was saying, why don't we do our own music? He's like, yo, you, we totally should. And he's like, we'll make like an ill video to it. So even if people like clown us for it, we'll still have dope content. <laughs> so so it's like, I don't know if I like it or if it's, uh, yeah, if it's weak or whatever. But like the dancing was dope. So all right, let's just go for it. And so we got into the studio and then we had a homie just lay down a beat. And then it kind of developed into like, well, we do want it to sound good, you know. So we just put a lot of thought into it. And then uh, it is what it is. I we, thought it was dope, to be completely you, honest. And I, and I think it's like one of those things where it's, I, I thought I think Sean is right. Like, why not just make your own music, yeah. right? And then, uh, there, I think even having the idea of like, hey, just if the dancing's tight and the shots are tight, like, who cares? Yeah. Uh, but I thought both was dope, and I think at the same time, like, everything you guys dance to, regardless, you're gonna make that song tight or relevant, anyways. Why not monetize? Oh gosh, off of it? thank Whoa. you, man. Hating Thanks, ass man. artist. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, to date, I think we made like two hundred and sixty dollars off of Go Bank. Hey, you <laughs> know what? You know what though? That's that's uh four hundred and no five five hundred and twenty tacos at Jack <laughs> And apparently, you're good. really good at math. <laughs> no, that's funny because uh, yeah, we, we when you when you put it up online, we put it up on TuneCore, so you set up an account, yeah, and then you know you can monetize off of it. So I, I just randomly just checked, I opened the account, and it says you have like two hundred and sixty dollars. Throwing your it account. out there, I was like whoa, how did that? Sean Every still comes back. He's like, I'm gonna need ten percent. <laughs> <laughs> Give me twenty six dollars. <laughs> my idea. And it's funny too because Sean Avery was like the like the last, last person, person ever. <laughs> <laughs> right. Great job, guys! Ten percent to your manager. He just, he just muscles up on us. 
Man, that's so good. That's good. Oh, Dietrich, what's up, man? Not thanks, too much, Thanks for man. coming no, through, bro. No, much respects to you guys. Yeah. Freaking you guys know I love you guys. I love Kim. Likewise, bro. The feelings are mutual. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah. I love you, Dietrich. I've just been a fan of uh, individually, each and every one of you guys. And then oh. together, it's just, it's incredible. Every time you guys get together, every time you guys do everything, um, it's, it's super nasty. And I believe, I truly believe the purpose is always for the right reason. Always. Thank and I think you, that's man. awesome. How do you not like quality, great-ass shit? Thank you. Well, yeah. dude, likewise. And, and we only really reach out to the homies that we share the same sentiment with. Hence, we hit you up, man. Oh, so thank you. It. Thank you for coming through, I was just man. thinking, like, Twitch was busy. <laughs> like, oh, you know, I can't. And you guys went down the line, and you're like, oh. You're, sw- you're swinging for Twitch today? <laughs> nah, man, come no, on. You're number one. You're number come one. Come on, Dom. You're killing the game, bro. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, no. So, I mean, yeah, you know, from uh, where, yeah, for the listener, where are you from? Where did you grow up? And, uh, yeah, what's the whole origin story of D-Tricks? Your boy, uh, Dominic. Dietrich Sandoval the first hey. grew up in Sacramento. Hey. 916. Hey, Bay Area. Mm-hmm, Mike, mm-hmm. Mike knows what's up. Hey, yep, yep. Uh, we're not really the Bay Area, but Sacktown. Yeah, you're, you're if you're far you're away, <laughs> if you're far away and not in Sac, but we're from Sac. I'm from Sacramento. Uh, grew up. Uh, started uh, dancing at the age of uh, what, I, February February twenty eighth, nineteen ninety nine. Whoa, you remember that? You yeah. know the day, day you the started dancing. Day. That's my that's my dance birthday. Whoa. It was at a Valentine's Day dance. It was for this girl named Holly Lackey, and I was just trying to impress her because <laughs> I, I didn't wow. play sports and I wasn't white. And at the time, you know that's important, <laughs> yeah. right? So I was like, damn. So I tried to do this little b boy move, and I fell. But she laughed. <laughs> she laughed. She was impressed, and it ended with uh, her laughing at me. But. It's okay. We keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not affected by it at all. Uh, so wait, you, you, you never danced the day in your life, and then on February 28th, 1999, you tried your first B-Boy I believed, move. I believe that. What I, was the move? Do you remember what you tried? I just remember I rehearsed it in the bathroom stall. Like That's in the amazing. Because I didn't want anybody to see, so I was like, I was trying to do a crab freeze. <laughs> yeah. But then I realized my face was being smashed against, <laughs> like right next to where people take shit. And I was like, fuck. But I thought I was killing it, and I was like, I feel like if I do this and I execute this move yeah. at this very moment. Yes. And I went out there, and I, and I went for the move, and, and I, I, I thought I was executing. And you know that thing where like people are like clapping and laughing, and sure. you feel like, oh, yeah, I'm doing the right thing, but really they're just laughing at you. And totally. Yeah. Well, you know, that was one of those days. Got you. Yeah. Wow. Go bingo. Okay. <laughs> that, hey, that is going bingo. Dude, go That's bingo exactly. whispers are killing me. <laughs> yeah. That is straight up the time. definition yeah, go of go bingo. Just go home. Big go bingo. <laughs> go home, right? That's yeah, what it that is. That's true. Um, so then after that, so you're like, okay, I crashed. Ho- yeah, I crashed Holly's I laughing learned. at me. And then what? <laughs> what did you do to, so it was it, you decided I need to go take classes now or what no, happened think, from there? I, I think from there, I was like, I want to take breaking seriously. Yeah. I, I did it for the popularity. Yeah. I, kinda like, I guess what the kids would probably say doing it for like the, the numbers now. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be recognized, right? You kind of do it for that reason at, at first and you don't realize that you're f- slowly falling in love with something for like the exact reason it was created, which is totally. for the art of it. Hopefully that's the. That's the route, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I kept breaking. Um, I ended up getting in a, a crew at the time called FO Forces of Elementary. It was like my, you know, your school. Oh yeah. Your Whoa. school crew. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, from there, I got into Flexible Flave. Yeah. Uh, Flav. Was like uh, in the late '90s, early 2000s, mid 2000s was like a, a really, I guess, uh, from Sacramento at least, a really big crew in Sacramento. Uh, yeah, they were at huge. that time, yeah, at the time yeah. they were really great, and uh, I got in like uh, maybe a week after B Boy Machine, so I got to like, oh, yeah. literally train with some of the greatest, and that we didn't even know that they were some of the greatest, you know. So uh, yeah, they were gods. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, uh, still are too to this day. 
and this is like a, I totally remember this. So this is now in '99. I'm a freshman in high school at this time, right? Yeah. So I remember this dude. Uh, I got into dance class in high school, uh, freshman year, and our teacher was like, "Oh, okay." I just thought if I just break in this class, like maybe I'll get credit. And I told <laughs> her straight up, I was like, "Hey, is this cool? Like, I just want to practice and break, uh, but I don't want to do anything else." And uh, I was very, like, arrogant and egotistical, and I thought I had that <laughs> leverage. And she was like, uh, no. And I was like, what? And then I was already in the class, and she goes, you have to learn from this guy that we're bringing in, uh, at least the hip-hop piece. Now, back then, if you're, like, in the b-boy community and you do hip-hop, that was considered super feminine. You were not allowed to do that. Like, you had to do, like, on some b-boy shit. You had to be a b-boy. Yeah. So this dude that walks in is this Filipino man. Now, I'm already upset because some of the girls ain't looking at your boy. Right? <laughs> Especially the Filipino ones. Right? Yeah. I was like, come on, we're kind of like the same. What's up? Yeah. And then this, this, this Filipino dude walks in. Right? He has this long little ponytail hair. And all the Filipino girls are looking at him. And I was like, who's this guy? And it was Joe LaRock from Jabberwocky. <laughs> right? And this guy comes in. And I'm like, he's this stealing so all my girls. What the fuck? And then like my dance teacher at the time, shout out to Mishide. She was like, you're going to learn hip-hop choreo from him. And I looked at him, and I was like, bro, I ain't learned nothing. <laughs> if you want me to do an 8-8 count solo or something in the middle, you let me know. I'm out of here. And I was like, then he started dancing and stuff. And I was like, man, why does everybody like that stuff? I'm, at the same time, I'm breaking. I have a helmet on. Yeah. Like trying to impress chicks with like a helmet. <laughs> upset. Uh, anyways, long story long. Uh, <laughs> growing up through that uh, after high school uh, got into like Flexible Play Zulu King started training with Press Play when they yeah. created the training group Family Royale yep. in the house yep. Uh, yep. Press Play yep. was uh, Brandon Greathouse Jason McSusie yeah. and uh, Joe Larat who literally you know like when, when that first relationship that girl like breaks your heart and you're like fuck this motherfucker like, how well, could I <laughs> forget <laughs> <laughs> yeah who, who cares about her don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one remembers those people no, no, so why? nobody wants <laughs> to remember that Dietrich <laughs> it was just me that broke your heart <laughs> <laughs> you're staring at me with your eyes that's why I mean um so I went through that whole phase, you know, the first relationship yeah. thing. And at that time, you know, you, I quit dance and stuff. And I do the whole thing, like go to school and all that fun crap. Uh, yeah. And then uh, once, once the lady left, I wanted it again. I, wanted, I was like, man, my girl left me for this. One, another Filipino dude. That was actually a Wait, really. Wait, so you're Filipino. I'm, uh, are you, you're part Filipino. I didn't know that because I'm, uh, I'm adopted. Okay. And I found out later that I was like, oh, I'm Filipino. But oh, then, so you never knew that until later. In life. Well, I did, but I didn't know that like I wasn't really Filipino, especially like when you walk into a Filipino's house sure. with your shoes on. And you go up to the parents, and you're like, what's up, Mr. Benson? Uh, and, like, and then they're like, what the fuck? I mean, they don't say that, but inside they say right. that, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, I realized quickly that I was like, oh, is it the shoe thing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace. But, um, yeah, so uh, anyways, I don't even know where I'm at. Uh the, oh, the Filipinos and the, oh yeah, yeah, the chicks breaking your heart. Oh, chicks breaking yeah. your heart, that whole thing. Yeah. And I remember at that time it was 2005 now, and So You Think You Can Dance came out. Okay. And I remember seeing this dude on the first season with some ugly ass anime hair, and he's another Filipino dude, and he was doing all these <laughs> b boy moves, and I was like, I've never seen this b boy. Who's this Herb? Right? And Herb in uh, <laughs> back in the 80s terms is like a poser dude, whatever. Uh, and I was hating on this Filipino dude. And he, his name was Ryan Comfrito, <laughs> right? And uh, this is oh, in 05. And I'm like that guy that's like in his room with his little 13-inch TV that barely works, yeah. hating on what he sees on the television, right? Yep. And it's like that B-boy thing where it's like, yeah, I'm, this guy's trash. What the fuck? And like, yeah. uh, 
And then there's like that passionate, real nice b-boy. He's like, we're not like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Listening to this. Uh, um, so I was like, you know what? From here on, like, I I I want to be on this show. I want to show that I can. I'm I'm greater than myself, and more importantly, I wanted to get my girl back. Right. And I yeah. Thought, yeah. Because she left me for a good-looking Filipino dude, and he's yeah. like, he can sing and stuff. And I was like, oh man, I got beat out. I want to be famous. So I get her back. <laughs> so uh, I went to Joe. Right? Yeah. So I went back to Joe Larat. Now imagine the last time I kind of saw Joe was. I ain't doing your shit. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> this is so good. And this is pre Jabberwockies, right? Yeah. This is pre cum Jabberwockies. Like yes. Before the explosion. <laughs> I think, and, wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to repeat it. So I went up to Joe and I was like, hey, man, I know we had our differences. I'm uh-huh. so, I'm being so overdramatic. It's anyway, okay. In my mind, this is how it went. And I went up to him and Brandon and Jason. I was like, all right, at this point, it's like, Three months before the 2007 audition, and I've yeah. only been breaking, and, and I was like, I got, I, I got to learn to do choreo. I can't even spell choreo. Maybe I should start there. <laughs> Y'all got to teach me like an eight count or a nine count or something to get me started. <laughs> so honestly, I'm not even gonna joke. Joe, um, uh, Joe Larat, Jason McSusi, yeah. and Brand Greathouse, literally every single day, just trained me for like three months straight before Whoa. I went on the so I thought Yo, I could dance. That's so, so I thought I could. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Went on the show, season three, um, got became best friends with Hawk, yeah. uh, got through that show. Uh, completely, I mean, I didn't even think I was going to make the show, but thankfully enough, I got, I think, uh, top eight, which is, like, crazy, because I was, like, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I was just completely just being, like, I, was, I completely, like, blacked out. I don't even know what happened. I just didn't know. It's kind of like that kid that comes in, and he's, like, doesn't really know, but he goes for shit. Yeah. yeah. Even though it looks kind of funky, you're, like, mm, we make it work, and it's kind of, like, we can... Like on television, they can just cut around sure. and make it look like it's something that it's not. Uh, so the, the I went on that show. I met Hawk. I uh, found out he was, <laughs> he was best friends with Ryan Conferito from <laughs> That guy. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and then I'm looking at him too. Now I'm that fanboy. Like, oh yeah, you're on the show. What's up, man? Yeah. Cutting back in my memory, like you buy it, you fucking liar. You know you were hating on this dude. And um, yeah. and then uh, plot twist. Uh, uh, we became best friends. It's amazing. Um, at that time is when I met like Mike Song and Anthony Lee uh, through Victor Kim and yeah. Quest was created. Uh, we uh, they created Quest before I got in, but I, I jumped in the group. We auditioned for ABDC. That's where we all kind of like started meeting each other. Yeah, uh, did that whole thing. Uh, ABDC judged, and then I met Ryan Higa in 2010. Um, got into YouTube. Uh, Stayed on the show a little bit, kept making YouTube videos and weird stuff. Went back on to ABDC with my fellow Kinjas right here. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, beat us. Uh, yeah, uh, go bango. You know, that's a that's a <laughs> that is go bango. Beat, beat is a, a tough word. It is a t- it is a tough it is a tough word because I I it's okay, man. We lost, on. bro. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, but I you know I, I I it's like hard to say that because at the end of the day, like you left. And you guys created something great. And I always remember, like, yeah, Twitch might have got second at Star Search. Twitch might have got second mm. place on Singing and Dance, but it got yeah. first place at Life. Yeah, and I, and I, I totally look at Kinjas as kind of the, the same story. You know, wow. so it's like, Thank you, man. do you really need World of Dance when to be winners? Absolutely freaking not. No, mm. but it'd be it great. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been nice. I take that extra milli, though. <laughs> um, just for fun. <laughs> uh, but, and, and now we're here, and I just recently uh, got off of World of Dance. Uh, choreographing uh, for the lab and yeah, game. Yeah, you yeah. killed it, dude. You, you yeah, killed it. Yeah. Thank man. you, thank you, thank yeah. you. And um, so and, and, and honestly, uh, for I mean that just got came out of nowhere. But the the lab 
Yes, they did take first place at uh, hey. oh, oh, yeah. shout out to the lab. Sure yeah, did. seriously, shout out to the lab. And, and it, it doesn't even matter. And any choreographer knows that without the ingredients, you can't even make any meal possible. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. and it just so happens that these fifteen ingredients are some of the greatest ingredients in the world, and they were completely down to go for it all or die trying. And yeah. to me, I was like. Fuck, Whoa. that's awesome. Yeah. Go hang up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we saw those like uh, those BTS clips that you posted or they posted. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were literally about to die in yeah. some of those things. It's crazy, too, because like, every time they'd crash, I'd be like, yo, what? The? Like, it looks like they crash hard. Yeah. You know? and, and, like, uh, and, and I'm like, yo, you good? He's like, yeah, what's wrong? And I was like, what the hell? What's wrong? <laughs> yeah. How are you completely okay? Yeah, the, the push from the <laughs> desk to the next, uh, like, that just looks insane. Yeah, and it, and it looks out of context. It could be like, did they just go for it and try? Why don't you build up to it? Why don't you put two pads? <laughs> like, we literally built up to that moment. We yeah. built up to that moment, and, um, and Trey's a beast. And it just the crazy enough part is we remove the desk. He lands on the ground and actually looks better. So yeah. less yeah. is more yeah, sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. So uh, anyways, yeah, we just uh, got off that. And, and seriously, I think to, that was probably one of the greatest things in my life to be able to get to witness uh, 15 kids understand the definition of winning. Not necessarily winning the show, but winning at life. And to yeah. me, that mm. was huge for me to really like help them understand that if you, this is now where it gets cliche. Can I get like some background music at this part? Sure. That if these kids can understand that if you choose love over fear, you will win every single time, even if you don't actually win. As long as you win inside yourself, you will always win. Go bingo. Go bingo. Yeah. Hey, that was really good. You was, see? I, I got the feels right now. I had to that was lower actually really the volume good, by Charlie. That was nice, yeah. Here. So maybe I should just do this from now on. Just Charlie you guys just laid down a background track right yeah. now, guys. You that should was... start scoring for films. Scoring for yeah. films? Yeah, just with your with your mouth. Oh, yeah. I that good sounds non-sexual at all. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I should use my mouth for money. <laughs> <laughs> they would, they would second, save money. Guys. <laughs> Imagine Star Wars. Like They usually have all the nice instruments, but then now it's just you. Yeah. <laughs> that one's for free. Go back. <laughs> well, dang, bro. I feel like you just covered your entire history to present day, so I guess this is over. I'm not give my social security number, but um, I, I didn't know how far you wanted. I didn't know. No, no, no. Oh, it sounds great. weird, too, because like, I, 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 like, it sounds like at times I'm... I feel weird, like, oh, yeah, and then I won this, and then I won No, that. no, no we're, we're, we're going to get to all of that. Well, I mean, so, okay, let, let me backtrack then. So uh, you, you're you kind of downplaying a lot of um, what you've accomplished. You're like, oh, yeah, you know, I started to break this girl, and then, yeah, I started taking classes. Oh, yeah, and then I just got on the show. Oh, yeah, and then I just this and that. So that's not a common thing, you know, and uh, you have to have some level of um, – extra talent than the average guy to say that I'm going to be uh, a b-boy and I'm also going to be really good at it in a short amount of time and then oh I want to go shoot for this TV show and be a contestant oh I need choreography cool let me train for 3 months get the choreography and then get on the show and kill it that's not a common thing you know so um I guess the you know my question to you is uh your approach to dance or uh, really, I guess anything in life, because when I see what you've done um, from getting on to So You Think to Quest Crew to your own, uh, you know, individual ventures with YouTube and everything else, you have this um, 
I think your work ethic is something that uh, is undeniable. But uh, even in that, I mean, I don't know, man. People, there are people who work hard at things and still can't achieve those types of things, right? So, um, what is it, man? Like, what is it about you, or what do you think it is that uh, keeps you at this place of um, I'm going to succeed at everything I want to do? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, all right, there it starts, and five hours later. <laughs> and then, on- in 1985. <laughs> uh, so uh, I guess for me, um, I don't believe that the physical talent is the main point. Mm. Um, and, and I'm the first one. Any dancer can look at me. And if like if you've been in the game for a very long time, you can see the imperfections with someone's movement. For me, it's uh, I truly believe that it's 80% psychology and 20% physical ability. Wow. Uh, yeah. And the best way to express that is that there uh, are people with the abilities that possibly their talent might not recognize the outcome. Uh, it seems like sometimes it might not match, meaning we know some talented dancers, freestylers, movers that have been around for decades. Yep. How come their outcome doesn't match the outcome that someone that started right. a year and a half ago, yeah. Yeah. Uh, whether it's money or numbers? And to me, it, I was more interested in the beauty behind that because I love to me. I honestly, I'm being completely honest now. I absolutely love people, whether it's good or bad is irrelevant because mm-hmm. I will always find the good mm. in what someone's doing. Mm-hmm. So I just know that I've always grown faster that way. So that's why I'm not. I, I I tend to look at everybody and say, what is it that they have to share with the world that obviously makes them me think or have an opinion about them, whether that's bad or good. Mm-hmm. I have an idea or I have an opinion about it. What is he doing? And I, and I truly believe that the psychology of anything uh, is why Childish Gambino is able to accomplish so many things. Yeah. It's why anybody who's great at multiple things and figured out a way to master the craft, uh, they have the theory of 10,000 hours or 10 years. Mm-hmm. I don't truly believe in that mm. uh, because I kind of consider art to be literally whatever we want it to be. I believe that art is subjective. I believe it could be literally painting. I believe it could be dance. I also believe it could be learning a new language. Sure. Or it could be learning math or whatever, learning anything. And I just remember as a kid, language took, what, by the time you were four, you're already talking? So, mm-hmm. And maybe it was the lack of knowledge or lack of fear that didn't hold them back to, to learning it because they mm-hmm. just wanted to know. Right. So for me, I, I truly believe that for the three-month situation of learning from Joe from Jabberwockies yeah. and Brandon and Jason – I think we also forget that they were the highest at that standard, mm, right? So that mm-hmm. there's a key ingredient. Sure. Like, how did that happen? Would it be anybody? I don't know. But it just so happens that before this whole dance thing took off, before we became who we are today, and we didn't know what we were doing. We yeah. just did it. And it just yep. so happens to be that I'm with a Jabberwocky. And then I knew Phil as well from yeah. Jabberwocky. So I didn't know I was learning from some of the greatest in the world. Mm-hmm. at just moving. So it was just like it makes sense, right, that if you're on the highest standard or you know the highest standard, that you're just going to get there quicker yeah. because that's your standard. Uh, so even from there, it's like you continue on and we get to meet other dancers in that standard. So I literally thought, well, if I was able to accomplish this and then I got into YouTube and it took less than a year to build up my channel to be one of the top most yeah. subscribed yeah. at that time, mm. well – I was around Ryan Higa, and we were roommates, yeah. so he's at the highest standard. 
so I, I started to notice a pattern that it was about knowing what the standard is. Yeah. Literally trying to understand why they think the way they think, learn the foundation to completely forget everything you've learned hmm. as quickly as I can. So uh, I started to get into business and then I started to get into psychology. Then I really just started to research anything I, I really wanted to accomplish and figure out why is it that people think the way they do in this artistry. From there, I started realizing that there's patterns with the greatest underground rappers in the world and the greatest writers in film. Yeah. Aaron Sorkin, and to me, what I believe is disaster, who's just like this underground rapper who's phenomenal. Yeah. And then I would look at like Eminem and what he did with words, and yeah. I realized that this writer that who wrote Moneyball and Social Network had the same patterns that Eminem and freaking Disaster had. They're both writers at the end of the day. Whoa. Hmm. They're not they're writing different stuff, but yeah. technically they're both writers. And right. I look at everything as like what is the same way I look at dance is like I don't I love dance, but I don't watch dance to get inspired. I'm obsessed with Rube Goldberg's, mm -hmm. which is like uh those connecting things. If anybody's ever seen Back to the Future Two, it's the beginning thing where the clock goes off and then the clock hits the can and the can oh yeah domino oh, effect yeah. pull up i just call that mousetrap yeah okay, remember that yeah, game mousetrap uh so and, and to me i believe that's actually the formula for why quest is quest it's, yeah. it's literally the glue it has nothing to do with the moments people are clapping for the moments but people are understanding that it's the glue it's the curse of handwriting that connects everything yeah. and mm. then you change textures and then i look at that the way some of my favorite freestylers are are people that don't restart so they just flow through the movement, but they just isolate with different textures. Right. And that's where it comes down to. A moment isn't necessarily a flip or a crazy thing. It's literally a moment, living in the moment. If Travis Wall can stand there and look out to the audience at the right time, and that's a huge moment, how is that not dance? So maybe dance is also not moving at all. Go Bango. Go Bango. <laughs> so it's Dude. one of those things, the way I look at dance is nothing more than just visuals to a sound. So yeah. why does it have to be a certain way? I'm not like uh, like I, I wanted to learn everything from the greatest to completely forget it because I think there's where you experience freedom again and yeah. you're a kid. So if you have the like if you have this outlook like a kid and you don't know rules yet, you're going to take on the world with completely open arms, willing to run as fast as you can, fall and get up. But unless you saw someone cry and your pain, you don't know that exists. So now you pick that up and you realize you can do that. So for me, it's just completely thinking as much as I can as a kid, learn the foundation as quickly as I can to forget about it and ask the standards of that craft or research them if they're dead and say and just keep trying to figure out how do I have empathy and sympathy for this person? How do I understand their vision as quickly as I can so I basically can just forget about it, I guess. Does that make sense? Whoa. Dude, you're blowing my mind <laughs> over here, bro. So one thing I think... Now I get why you are the way you are. And, and I'm not talking about just your personality, but um, when you say that's what Quest was, what did you call it? What, the, the... That's my opinion. I don't, I don't know. Like... No, I think that's it's so valid. The mousetrap analogy, uh, what, what was that? Rube it's a Rube Goldberg. Rube, Rube yeah. Goldberg. Rube Goldberg. You just taught me something. I always called a mousetrap because that was just a, a game. But that, that when, when you say that, that is how you guys create and, and your, your choice of using each... Uh, person within Quest as a piece to that that yeah. whole puzzle, right? It's about bringing um, out the best of your ingredients. Yeah, not that's so like... that's so dope. Well, okay, so um, again, I just want to backtrack a little bit because, man, you you hit on so many things that's so um, 
it's so advanced in like you, you said you were like this as a child, right? Un not really knowing why. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So there's a mentality behind um, what you've always had. Obviously, you once you tap into it, you know, in your later years, you start doing your research and you start going into the psychology behind it, but. Um, what I'm seeing is that you you had a mindset that was already there at such a young age that kept you going, and you you say you 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 found yourself around the highest level of uh, what whether it's dance or whether it's uh, YouTubers or whatever. And there's this level of um, you know I mean people talk about laws of attraction and all that, um, which I think there's some truth to, but I think it's also uh, deeper than just oh, you just attract the things that you put out into the world or whatever or the universe. I think it's it's more so you attract those things because you seek after the best uh, in whatever you're wanting to get involved with. Exactly. Right? So I, I believe that um, I will see the world and attract that regardless if it's not in front of me. Sure. Well, or that's what what people think mm -hmm. because my I don't. Like I, I really broke down why, the reason why for anything, mm. and I, and I truly believe that everything is connected. I mean, like there's a common saying that the easiest way for anybody to understand anything is to use a metaphor, which that's their life and their world. So like when you're explaining something, if I if I say this, and then I say, well, it's uh, the mousetrap. It yeah. connects, and now your brain's like, I accept that. So I took that to another level, and I was like, okay, so basically the reason why everybody loves any choreography ever is because it's glued together correctly with open arms and freedom with a crescendo of amazing moments but more importantly with a reason why the message right so yeah. i i researching mia michaels who's one of my favorite choreographers of all times uh she has been doing this for years and yeah. this is why she's the way she is uh the cookies have been mm -hmm. doing it for years all of you guys have been doing it for years I just broke it down because metaphorically it helps me pick up the next thing because the glue is also the reason why Aaron Sorkin writes the way he does and also the reason why Eminem is the way he is yeah. because of their glue. And then I just break down the technicalities behind it, figure out the foundation of it, and then try to forget it completely as a whole to then create it in my own voice. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, do you feel like you got any of this mindset training from any particular person? Are you inspired by a specific individual yeah, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a, well, I didn't even know what concept was until I met Hawk. Mm. He'd always be like, uh, I, I understand, but what about, <laughs> what about this concept? And I was like, what the hell's a concept? Let's just blow shit up. And he's like, no, like, the visual, like, this is the first concept, and then we can take it to a whole new level, and I don't think I'm, I'm losing your guys' English audience right now. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know I ain't, I ain't doing Australians, motherfucker? Stop fucking judging me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, bingo. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, Hawk, Ryan and May um, were huge influences on me mm. on uh, just trying to think about why. Uh, from there, it was Ryan Higa. Uh, Ryan Higa and I were, uh, when we first met, the way he wrote videos was the way I was like kind of creating and yeah. choreographing at the time. So it kind of made the transition easy. And then we were creating all these like formulas and YouTube videos. Uh, and I used to call the the last moment was the push flip when we'd me and Ryan Higa would be like, all right, what's the last joke or mm -hmm. what's the push flip at the end? And then we'd say, it. and then I took a writing class uh, at you something Citizens Brigade UCB. Okay, yeah, uh, UCB. Yeah, yeah, UCB. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I only lasted three days because I was like, 
wait a minute, I know this, but we called <laughs> it something else. Uh -huh. So their words were different. And then I was like, oh, so once I learned that language, it just connects to earlier yeah. and quicker. So mm. um, essentially, I, I'm just obsessed with the idea of the psychology of things, more importantly than the actual ability itself. Right. Mm. Uh, because I, I, I think ability is important, and you have to physically be able to do it. But the longevity of anything in life is based off your mind. Totally. And uh, to me, it's like, yeah, it, it, I, I think that's why it's like so nice to even get a chance to choreograph because uh, I don't really choreograph that much. But then when I was with the lab and to have a group of kids that were like willing to try anything um, and then taking all the storytelling that I've learned from YouTube because I had to do it once a week, mm -hmm. uh, using the same formulas and concepts of writing, um, almost knowing exactly why everybody in our community, in our dance community is there for me, not saying it is for them. Like I look at just like we look at everything completely differently, I, I can really break down in my mind why why Keone and Mari are the reason they are. Uh, more importantly for them is just the purpose. Mm. So the freedom of mm -hmm. that is knowing that they're so confident in their purpose so they don't have too many fears, uh, but they study. They're yeah. smart. You can tell. You know, the greats study greats, mm. and you evolve the greats, and you just keep going. And uh, um, so I, I, I started to just break down anything I, I, I loved or – more importantly, the, the reason why people are creating the things they created, not necessarily what they created, but the mindset of the person that created it so I can figure out how are they thinking, what can I get from that, and how can I move on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so. Wow. That's uh, so good. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of boring because it no. hasn't been any no, laughs in a while. No, that's not boring at all. But, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> You're blowing my no, mind No, I right think now. that's really cool that you just kind of turn things into a metaphor for you to understand, like you understand the concept behind it, and that's how you learn. I think that's genius. Yeah, Instead of like just being scared from the forefront and not even trying to attempt. I used to be, but then I started studying fear. Whoa. Yeah, so like I, and then that gets into the human psychology anymore. stuff. Whoa. So, uh, so the, uh, on the lab, I was very, very – this. okay, so I'm going to go back with the lab yeah, a little bit. Yeah, let's and go. I'll, and I'll kind of break down for me what it was. Uh, I had my own career. Uh, I was doing great. I was happy. Um, but something inside of me was triggering this, like, I was bored, right? Mm. And I felt stagnant. And I was like, I'm growing because I study, and I, I literally study three to four hours a day. Mm -hmm. I have to study three to four hours a day on learning something. Because to me, growth is happiness. As long as I can growing in my mind, I'm going to constantly always sure. be happy. Wow. Uh, so here this is. Uh, they come to me third week, and they're like, hey. Um, Val, Val and Carrie were like, this is the situation. We want to do a piece about uh, one of the girls' uh, past experiences, and it was a very, very touchy subject. And uh, I thought of the creative kind of on the spot, and I told her exactly, hey, so this is the creative. Um, I believe this is definitely the best route to showcase this. Um, Nappy Tabs, who are the co-executive producers mm -hmm. of uh, World of Dance, I know exactly how those television shows are going to go, so I told her, Right away, they're going to say no, and then you're going to shake your head yes, and then you're going to continue <laughs> to do it anyway. Because <laughs> once on those shows, you we tend to listen, and then you tend to lose. Uh, and the reason why you listen is because the clarity in your own vision is kind of fading out, so yeah. you don't really know what you want. So yeah. you're going to listen, obviously, too, to nappy taps. Yeah. Um, but the clarity for me of the creative was completely there, and I was like, just don't say no. And also, they could only show on television what they shot. So right. it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can lose for you or you can lose for them. Right. And I was like, it's better to lose for you than to 
try and do something that other people want and then you lose. That's the worst. Yeah. Uh, That's that lose lose. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather <laughs> I love lose. I, I would rather lose growing. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I was like, just get the right choreographers. And then so she came back and she's like, can you just come in for one day, please? And I was like, okay. So I came in for one day and I was like, I was really trying to ignore this because I was. Uh, the main reason was because. I was there last year for a little bit for their HHI piece and for, I believe it was Vibe, and I, and I was throwing some stuff on them for those shows. But I felt like, and, and I know you guys can totally relate, is what are these kids getting if I'm just throwing stuff at them right. and they're not creating? What are we teaching them? Yeah. Right? And I was like, and I truly believe, like, I want to learn from them. They know more about freedom than I do, obviously. Mm. Logan's on there. Yeah. How can I not ask? Why would I tell Logan what to do when she'll smoke me in every aspect <laughs> of the <laughs> And then at the same time, she's like, interesting, Dietrich, because I read Alchemist. And I'm like, damn, I've never even read a book. What the fuck? <laughs> exactly like that. Right? And she, that's why I freaking love her. So yeah. I, I go in, and I spent one day, and I left, and I went home, and I was like, Fuck fucking love these kids man yeah. i'm so obsessed with these kids and i was like this is why i didn't want to go because i always wanted to do it for them mm. so they can and then i'm so with that at this point i was like okay i, I want to try something different and this is where it starts to get weird because I'm, now i'm talking about something that kind of goes against why i did it but i'm going to share this because i believe it's more important for the message and i don't really give a fuck what people think because mm -hmm. i know what it was for me yeah i wanted to experience the idea of authentically giving mm. meaning I want to go in there and give those kids something, not trade, not similar to an Asian parent who says, oh, you should go to school. You should do this because I gave you this and that and this. Right. You didn't give me nothing. You traded. Yeah. Matter of fact, you traded and I didn't even have a voice of anything. Yeah. And now we grow up and we feel the need to give back. That's not giving. That's trading. Yeah. And to me, I was like, I want to know what it's like to honestly give. So I went in and I said these terms and I said, Okay, this is how it's going to go. I should ask for 50%. And I should ask for 50% of the outcome and 50% of the lab company. And I should, I, I was like, this is business me. Mm -hmm. But what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to do this for free. I don't want anything, nothing. All I want is those 15 kids to give me 100% or die trying. Hmm. That's it. And they agreed. So I said, let's fucking go. So we started making stuff. And the most important thing that I wanted to get through their minds was the difference between love and fear and how every decision that you come across, whether it's waking up in the morning, whether it's choosing a certain clothing, whether it's anything, mm -hmm. when you're creating, is the difference between, or an option between love or fear. Mm. Maybe I shouldn't go to this class because, man, maybe people might think, you're already working out of fear. Maybe I shouldn't fall in love. Well, why? Mm -hmm. oh, you're scared of what? Your past experiences? Stop being fucking scared. Mm -hmm. You learned more from those failures. Yeah. So how come you can't worship failure? So I really wanted to teach these kids and give these kids the ability to know what it's like to win as a person Yeah. by going 100%. So, I mean, these kids are trying some Quest Crew stunts, and they haven't even been dancing a year and a half. Matter of fact, they do choreo, That's like stand-up choreo, and now they're like, you want me to do what? <laughs> but that takes the psychology. Yeah. yeah. That takes the ability to turn off your mind and live as a kid. So I really wanted to take advantage of the fact that they're kids and they're somewhat free. At the same time, hopefully also having teaching to the rest of everybody around it how important it is to be a kid. Now that's on a subconscious level. Yeah. Right? So uh, like I said, I studied psychology. I studied a lot of uh, neuro-linguistic neuro programming. Um, what is that you say? You could probably Google it. Hey, what <laughs> is that? That is a different thing. Um, <laughs> But uh, I started 
to work with the kids. And my, I guess my overall idea was this. What's the first thing we do when we're in these competitions? What do you guys remember? Comparing to other crews, thinking mm-hmm. about what the crew's going to do. What do the judges want? That's the wrong equation. If I answered that equation before I went out and left Sacramento, I answered the equation before I came out here in 2005 is what makes me irreplaceable? I'm a B-boy. If I can pick up choreo, then I'm replacing two dancers. That's what I thought. <laughs> what? And mm-hmm. i only been to five auditions ever. Yeah. And I booked more jobs. And not that, not, not that that's in a boastful way, but it's because the ability to have ability but also be irreplaceable leaves a market for only needing you. So mm. they have to come to you. There's leverage now, right? Mm. So in this situation, huh, going with the lab, uh, we started to develop this relationship. And these kids were understanding that it was not about comparing to the other crews, not about delivering what the judges wanted. And I was like, I was trying to get their minds. And it wasn't them. It was more like, you know, the, the creative and stuff. And Because I understand that. I've been there yeah. so many times. I was like, listen, this is the first thing that's going to happen. So I want you to erase that and answer this equation. How can you change life? Because hmm. I guarantee you, that's what Keone and Mario were probably asking themselves. Oh, yeah. Something um, around those lines. So you're talking about... Um yeah, working with the lab, these kids, these kids that are just down. And and I, I remember being a kid. It's been a long time. But I, I used to be a skateboarder when I was a kid. And I used to just go for stuff. Like, if there was a staircase, like a five stairs, like, cool, let's go for it. And and now I would never even attempt that. I'm like, oh, well, if I get hurt, you know, then I can't dance anymore. And then if I can't dance anymore, then I can't pay my bills and yada, yada, yada. But as a kid, you all you care about is getting the thing that you want to get. And because I know if I get it, I'm going to have a lot of fun that I got it. And then I'm going to try to get something else. And so, um, I mean, it, it's kind of like faith. You know, the Bible says to have a childlike faith. You just believe. Like, if your parents tell you something, you're not going to question it. You're like, oh, my mom told me, so it's true. You know, so I'm going to believe in everything from the truth, the tooth fairy to Santa Claus to um, I can do anything that I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. And I can be who I want to be. So, I mean, yeah, when you work with the, the lab um, – I can imagine how exciting that is for you because you know that. You already have this sense of, I want to tap into what I know that kids have that adults tend to lose is that, that, that the freedom and, and that fear factor that they don't quite have yet because you learn to be afraid because, you know, yeah, as we live through life, we, we get hurt physically, emotionally. We lose money. We lose jobs. We get rejected. And so many things happen along the way that – you start packing on the things that develop fear. But, you know, as a kid, you just haven't lived the life that way. Um, And so you knew going into this, like, yo, I'm going to work with these kids in the lab. Oh, you doing experiments in the lab. I love it, man. You're experimenting (laughs) with these kids, right? Like you knew you were going to test your theory of like, let me see if I could really um, bring this out. And then Boom! You 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 helped a championship team, you know, win the world of dance. You know, like- yeah. And to me, that's like not important. That's the crazy part yeah. that I keep. That and I wanted him to know since the day I came in, it was never about freaking winning the show. It has nothing to do about that. Mm-hmm. And that's the crazy part is that I I used to think it was about that, but the outcome never made me happy. It was the rehearsal room. It was yeah. the fucking rehearsal rooms with the guys and hanging out and making stupid shit and having a great time. Right, and that's called fulfillment. Yeah. And I believe success without fulfillment is absolutely the ultimate failure. I don't mm. care how much money you have. Yeah. I have YouTuber friends who have millions of dollars and are upset now because they only make one million dollars a year. What the hell? Yeah. So it's okay. Like I truly believe that this was a huge part. I believe kids are the freedoms that they have uh, are are everything that 
an adult or people would want. I literally, I just, there was a time where I was like, I want to test this. And I'll test it on you guys. When is the last time you remember not having fear at all? Man, I can't really answer that. (laughs) How old were you? Were you what? Probably what? A kid? I was probably a kid. Isn't that ironic? Yeah. So to me, it's like, if the idea of, in dance now is, okay, I was taught to learn all this, to forget it. Mm -hmm. So if I was a kid and I learned all these rules, or people, when they were kids, they learned all the rules and then said, fuck off to the rules and just started to continue to be a kid. How come there's a, I forgot who said this quote, but it was an artist is just a kid who made it through adulthood. Mm-hmm. And then I started to like, and then I just really started to do research about why is it Michael Jackson's loved kids because the outlook, he would talk about the outlook. Robin Williams, the most, one of the most greatest comedians of all time. Mm-hmm. There was a quote where he was just like, uh, you can't lose madness. You can't lose that little bit of, that little bit of weird that, because once you lose that, you're nothing, yep. yeah. right? And the imagination is so big. The imagination is why people also have fear, because mm. they gave definitions to faults mm. instead right. of looking, which is great, that's fine, but why does the definition have to be bad? Yeah. Where were you taught that this was bad? Mm. Well, I didn't get what I wanted. That's great, but have you even got here today if you didn't get up and walk again? Yeah. So basically what you're saying is that you've learned more from fa- uh, failure then you have like I, I think it's not I don't think it's good to say that fear and failure don't exist. I'm saying use it for your benefit. Look at him like fuck that sucks. But how can I make this shit my bitch and fucking get to my destination? <laughs> yeah, right. Go, go. So uh, it, it's like one of those things that it's it, it's I truly believe in the idea that anybody can have anything. I have my girlfriend is one of the most greatest people ever. She's so absolutely beautiful inside and out. So it's easy. Yeah. It's so simple. And, it, and it's like, why? My standard in people, my standard in everything is so high. But it doesn't even matter if I meet people that aren't that standard. Who's to say they're not that standard? Mm-hmm. In their eyes, they can be that standard. As yeah. long as they're fucking happy, I'm obsessed with you. Yeah. You know? And even if you're not happy, I will try and figure out any type of a way to be like, come on. When's the last time you had an orgasm? Don't smile. You said you're not supposed to be happy. And now you're happy. Now we're having a great time. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's like one of those things that I, I completely believe in constantly learning and taking advantage of the things that I see every day. I believe your subconscious, which is 90% of your brain, yep. is the reason for feeling. I will not believe. This is what it is. It's the reason for feeling. It's mm-hmm. the reason why people can't explain why I feel this way. So I decided to go look up what is a subconscious. How can we change the things in our subconscious and I've ended up finding in a formula about changing the paradigm of your subconscious. And I had to redefine all the bad things that absorbed or put me in a bad state. So essentially, if you're listening to this, you're like, what the fuck? I don't understand what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even know. But let me help you with this one. <laughs> your brain is 10% conscious, right? Ten, t- conscious is like right now. Yeah. Short-term memories of like the last few weeks or maybe even like the last couple of years. Stuff in this moment, thoughts, any thoughts, bad or good. Mm-hmm. What it does is it filters through your subconscious, which is the 90% of your brain. And you're, that basically triggers of like, does this thought cause whatever feeling? Oh, it does. I'm upset. So you go into a state of being upset or a state of any emotion. However, it filters, it triggers through your subconscious. Yeah. Can't control the thoughts that come and go, but you can't control how long they last or define them as what they are. So I spent time learning, is there a way to change it? So I learned the formula. I was like, holy shit. So then I ended up doing that more, 
And then I realized I was experiencing freedom so much because of everything became a win. And if you look at your life resume, and that's what people do when they get into a dark place, is they start looking backwards, or they look at now, and they start comparing, and they see all the defaults, but they're forgetting what the wins are. Yeah. yeah. Right? Or maybe your defaults are wins. Are you here right now? That's a freaking win. Yeah. Right? And, and to me, I was just like, how can I benefit off of everything? Everything. So even when I notice what's happening and it's not working out and it's I'm like, I literally anchor my body and figure out what is it. I then anchor my body. It puts me back into a positive state. I pull what the bad was and I move on. Yeah. I, I believe that someone can control their emotions is going to be able to control their life. Yep. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I love your um, your your philosophy and your thoughts on on failure. Uh you know, like like Will Smith's been killing Instagram lately, right? And, and this, yeah, just killing everything, right? Will Smith is Will Smith. I mean, I, I, he was talking about failure. Like he said, fail often, fail fast, fail forward. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I have that order in, in in the right order, but I love the idea that he puts behind failure because he said like like what you just said. Um, when you fail, um, you you didn't achieve the thing that you had intended to do, and then you could do one of two things: is let that keep you back and be like, I don't want to try that again because I don't want to feel this again? Or do I want to learn, oh, now I know what not to do when I want to attempt that thing, so let me try something else. And then you're going to figure it out if you continue to have that relentless sort of mentality. It makes no sense. You will always get there. Yeah. And, and, and I, I mean, I look at my own life, too, and, and it's, it's interesting because I never um, had this uh, philosophy of failure uh, in, in my life choices, but... I look at the things that I've done, and I, I ask myself, like, how did I get here? Like mm-hmm. today, you know, a part of Kinja's uh, to, you know, still dancing, uh, my body health being what it is, relationships being what they are, and it, none of that is accidental. And a lot of it was through um, as a product of my failures, you know, th- decisions that weren't the best in the moment, but then you know, kind of recalibrating and then making going another route, you know, and, um, you know, even from uh, leaving Las Vegas to come back to L.A., you know, leaving the Jabberwockies and everything and as great as that was and to step into something that was very unknown out here in L.A. And I didn't know what the next thing was, but knowing that I'm going to be all right because I'm going to figure it out, you know what I'm saying? And then um, making the, the, the right choices to surround yourself with good people, to, um, you know, people to support you, uh, people to help you, you know what I'm saying? And then you find yourself making choices to get to another place that ultimately you are destined to go to anyway because of the, the way that you're deciding to live your life patterns. But all of that is because there is this sense of, I mean, when you talk about failure, um, it's not to say that I am fearless. It's just saying, okay, I know that fear exists. I'm facing it. I feel it. Like I am afraid, and it's not. It's not bad to admit to being afraid. But it's what am I going to do in the face of this failure? Do I let it? Do I let it win, or do I just go through yeah, it? You exactly. know what I'm saying. And I'll say this to anybody that looks at fear and failure as like something bad. I will 100. percent I really thought about this. How can you not love failure? Or fear, mm. because without it, technically everybody would be in love, mm. right? right? And everybody would be, we'd be on rope, we'd be robots living a loved life, and everything would be perfect. But how would we even know that's love? Because we have nothing to cat, like we have nothing to right. base it off. There's yeah. no scale. Yeah, fear and failure, or failure and fear, basically put love even higher, right? So mm. almost the further I fall, 
the more extreme that love will be and the more I'll understand it and love it even more. So how can you not respect something that only exists for like love only exists because of that and fear sure. only exists because of love. If you don't have one without the other, what is the point of living life? Right. We'd be robots. Everything we wouldn't know. Right. It'd be autopilot. We wouldn't have an opinion. Everything would just be exactly the way it is. Yeah. So I just figured out how can I use it to have me understand why love is so fucking cool, mm. which is why now I can be like, okay, even if I make this decision, uh, this decision, I go full out and I love and I and I fall and I kill or I hurt myself. Like, okay, well, yeah, it's gonna fucking suck then. But then I'm like, okay, what do I know? What am I aware of? What can I do? Tight. Okay, well, I can still do this and that and this and this and this because the worst thing that can happen is I die. And here's the weird part. I don't fear that because I'm so excited to find out what happens. Mm. To be honest, I just don't – like it's not one of those things. Like it's – if I did, I would never have a, 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 a free life now, mm -hmm. right? And it's, it's like just one of those things that like I'm just really excited for whatever it is. It could be literally whatever it is. Mm -hmm. As long as there's like a, a process of learning something – I'm going to have happiness because, I, I get, like I said before, progression is growth. Mm. It, like if, if anybody finds and feels like it's based off the number or it's based off the amount of money and I feel like I'm not doing that, you said yourself when you're on the skateboard and you went for it and you kept doing it and you fell and you got up and you kept doing it and you landed it, you felt unstoppable. Yeah. There was no one there to pay you something, man, right? right? So yeah. it's like I feel good regardless. That's freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. That defines that growth is mm. happiness. Yeah. So So I had to like – why it's getting deeper into the, uh, you know the more of those things and I could probably keep going but uh, essentially yes uh, with the lab really defining the, the difference between love and fear and more importantly it being 100% awesome that you think differently yeah. or that you question everything why not question everything that's great yeah you know what I'm saying like anybody that's created anything are people no greater than us right. anything we read anything we do and it's like that's great if that's what helps them. I literally love everybody. I don't care what race, religion, anything. I, I just love everybody because mm -hmm. it's like if they didn't exist, then there's no even purpose for us. I believe everybody's purpose is exactly the same, and this is crazy to say. How am I like? I might not even know you enough to be like, how you gonna know my purpose? You look at me like, what the fuck? You don't know my purpose. I'm listening to him right now. How you gonna know my fucking purpose? Yeah, it'd be easy if I if I. I mean, if we got to the root. Sure. I uh, I don't know exactly what what's your purpose. Do you have your purpose? Do I have my purpose? Yeah, Ben, do you have your purpose? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, purpose? my purpose is to love uh, love the Lord with all my heart, all my mind, all my strength, and to function out of that place, you know? So, I mean, we talked about this in our first podcast. Like, my faith is a very big part of just who I am and why I'm here. But uh, not to say that every single thing that I do needs to be, quote-unquote, Christian, so to speak. Like... Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like me only dancing to say Christian music or having a job that is uh, a, a pastor at a church. It doesn't need to be that. But I function out of a place where um, whether it's just doing the most normal mundane things like eating to working to creating art to connecting with people. Uh, my My drive behind that is to love them the way that Jesus loves us. So that's that's a big thing for me. And it looks different, you know, um, in every way. And I think is uh, you're going to get so many people that have all sorts of different thoughts about things like that. Yeah, with, yeah. Whether it's your faith or whether it's uh, you define yourself by your profession or your your artistic, you know, form. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think for myself, uh, I don't need to be defined uh, with every single outward thing that I do. Doesn't always need to look a certain way because that's not the way that even Jesus lived yeah, either. Yeah. Too, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So. 
Uh, that's I mean that that's it for me. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially too. It's like you want to you want to give the people uh, something to see that is a representation of the greatest entity in your life, which yeah. is God, right? Yeah. And if we went down the the line, it, uh, regardless, everybody, the root is giving mm-hmm. something, mm. right? But in order to give anything, someone has to exist. That's why people fear. I believe fears are one of two things: the fear of failure or the fear of being alone. Mm-hmm. When you get to anything, hey, what do you fear? Spiders. Okay, so if you get bit. You might die, and you fear death because you don't want to be alone, or you fear that like if you get bit, or you that people around they laugh, so uh, you're afraid to be alone because they'll all leave you, or you're gonna fail because you got you wanted uh, to whatever, and then they bit you. It's literally the fear of failure or the fear of being alone, and I believe that fear of being alone is of course no no duck because if you if you woke up and no one else was on this earth, mm-hmm. what the hell's the purpose? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, so you have no one to give anything which is so freaking awesome. But at the same time, why do you have that fear? Because it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. There's never been one time that someone's like, I woke up, no one's here. You're in a dream, and then you woke up, and then you, everybody was here. And also you're telling me right now, I woke up and no one's here. So how would I, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that doesn't exist. The other one would be failure. So if you know that failure helps you get to your destination quicker, that all it is is just gas going into your car to get to your location faster. But you can look at failure as that roadblock of like, I don't know, a pebble popping your tire. Yeah, but we can also turn that into making my car go back to the destination. It was just that, which is comfortability, and we sit there and whine mm. instead of getting out of the fucking car and running and sprinting down until you get to your location, right? Mm. So for me, the way I look at it is clarity plus passion equals outcome, not the goal. I think people have goals, but they don't want the goal. They want the outcome of the goal. Sure. That's really what they want. So I had to make it more simple. I was like, okay, forget the goal. Let's go with outcome. Clarity, idea, thought, 10% conscious. 10%, the visual, what it is, right? That's what I know the location. I can see it. I know what I want it. I want it so bad I can see everything. You're predicting essentially the future, and yeah. you're seeing it so much. This is where the secret comes in, right? The, the book and the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the clarity, I see it, whether it's anything in dance, relationships, yourself, anything. Passion is the gas, is the fuel for your car to get to your location. The more passion you have, the more obsessive you, you have, where you don't even care about dying, you will drive as fast as you can. And when anything throws you off to the path, it's you getting out of the car and you keep going until it happens. And the faster and the more passion you have and the clearer you have, the more you get your outcome. Any piece you've ever thought about creating, it's the clarity. If you get lost, you're kind of basing it off of feel and I don't feel it anymore, so you change songs and you go back. But really, it's just you're not clear. Mm. Anytime it was tough to create anything, it's just you have to have the clarity of what is the reason, what is the purpose of this piece. Do we actually see it? Because when Quest, I remember when we would create, we would talk for days and then create the day before. Yeah. Because we had to have the clarity of what yeah. the piece actually does totally. and how people will accept this. And I was, And then the passion is we had to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, to me, I just literally take everything by that. The more clear I can see it, if I am in a relationship and we're both not clear about what we want at the end of the day, obviously, as much passion as we have, it's just going to drive us in different directions because we're not even driving together. So it makes sense that we're not going to get our outcome. So it's very important to be so clear, so clear, down to the everything, to your senses. Do you really pick it up? Do you really give yourself that time to look at what it is that you want and be so obsessed with it, even if people think you're crazy, who gives a fuck? Because mm. for me, I didn't care. I didn't care. I just saw it, and I was like, I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. I will do absolutely whatever it takes, and I'll die yeah. getting it. And that's what Will Smith used to say. Yeah. So the passion, yeah. 
I've also had passion and no clarity. That's just kind of roaming around, driving around. You're like, I don't really know what I want. Yeah. The beautiful thing is you're driving. Mm-hmm. You got True. the passion. You're just waiting for something. Yeah. Right? And you might get to an outcome, and you might be like, oh, shit, I got lucky. This is great. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, but I believe the reason why Keone and Mari are able to say no to big shows and movies is because they are very, very clear about what they need to get to. Yeah. And they always will have that passion. Yeah. So they always receive the outcome. Anybody throughout time, if you look at it, it's just the same thing. That equation to me was just more simple to get to the point. And then passion, uh, clarity to me, the idea was the conscious, that 10%. The passion is going to come from the 90%. How do you feel? What will you do yeah. to do it? Mm-hmm. What will put you in that state? So I really just dove deep into the psychology and researching what brilliant minds have done throughout time uh, and, and why. And how do I put myself in a state? How can that one day that I felt unstoppable in high school where I was like at this football camp and I was like, for some odd reason, kind of good and I didn't even know what I was doing. And I, we ended up after making jokes and everybody's laughing at me and I felt so cool. Like, how come every day can't be that? Mm-hmm. Why, does it have, why does every day have to feel like a oh, it's Sunday or a Monday? Why can't every day be a Saturday? Why can't every day be a, my birthday? Why can't every day be the greatest day <laughs> yeah. of my life? Yeah. Happy come? birthday, man. Thank you. Yeah. No, nah, so, dude, I love it. Yeah. it, it I mean, you're, you're, you're essentially you're talking about the why, your, your why of what you, what you do and why you do it. It's not really a matter of what you're trying to do, but why are you even doing anything, right? And uh, I, I mean, we've been, we've been like really talking to people and from like Logan. We had Logan on here the other or a couple weeks ago, and you know, from a girl who's 15 years old, already talking about knowing your why. And I'm like, I did not even think about those types of things when I was 15 years old, you know. And so we, we definitely live in a generation where you, you can research literally anything from psychology to, uh, you know, learning a, the newest, newest dance craze because we have this thing called the Internet. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And uh, it's a great tool. It's a great tool. But I think um, if you don't have a clear why, that being such a great tool, we we can use it or misuse it or not um, I guess use it with the, I don't know, the best intentions, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, as kids, because everything is so accessible, yeah. I can look up anything. Um, I, and and I, I see people who have tons of subscribers and followers on Instagram and YouTube. Like, I want to be that. I want to be famous. So their why gets driven by the, the fame or um, they just think that like, oh, if I get there, I'm going to be happy because if I have all these followers and yada 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 then i'm going to be famous and rich yeah. and you know what i mean so their their wise can be kind of skewed by just the the flash you know what i mean yeah and and i mean so for somebody like yourself that started for that same reason sure you <laughs> know yeah, so that's why i have so much empathy and yeah. sympathy because i have uh, a lot of friends of mine that are like that and it's one of those things that it's like if i didn't have that would have i even be here right now mm. right the same way I look at my parents, I used to blame them for a lot of stuff. But if I blame them, I also have to thank them for the same things. Yeah. Right. So, I was like looking at that, and I was like, I started for the wrong reason. I totally did. I wanted to be popular in school. I wanted to get a, a girl. I wanted to the attention. I wanted to get my girl back. And I realized when I did depend on that, when I did depend on the numbers and all that, that it didn't make me happy. The only thing I remember being happy is that. I was with Step Boys before all this happened. Big shout out to Step Boys too. They were a huge part. Yeah, of it. I forgot it's to so say funny. That. Hell yeah. Step Boys are literally hilarious. Uh, the definition of fulfillment and family. <laughs> Those guys yeah. are awesome, and they've been with me. Uh, no, I've been with them since uh, high school almost. And uh, anyways, uh, yeah, uh, I, I I totally believe that. I understand that mindset. 
because that's probably majority of people in life, if you mm -hmm. really think about it, which is doing something for the reason that they believe is the right reason, but then finding an unhappiness, whether it's a job that you've been at that you took on. It's not your passionate job, but you took it, and then you're just kind of there, and you're thinking, and then time goes by. How did I get here? Yeah. Right? And at the time, it was for the money. It was for the outcome of benefits and doing all those things that you need. I'm going to put quotes. They can't see this because you're listening. <laughs> I'm putting quotes that you need, that you were taught yeah. to do this route and to do that route. But what about what you want? Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier, you lose. It sucks losing knowing that you chose someone else's path because you're losing no matter what. It feels great doing something you want and losing. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim Carrey, you, you brought up earlier, mm -hmm. was uh, he said, uh, you're going to fail at everything you don't want, so you might as well go for things you love. Mm. And I don't understand why that's – it makes the most sense, right? And I'm not saying if you're doing a desk job or doing anything like that that you're not successful. Sure. If you're happy, I don't even care if you're not even working, you're successful. That's mm -hmm. proven. Like I've met a lot of great people, step boys, when we had nothing – we had a blast. We were in debt, but we had a blast. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? We were eating yeah. freaking like leftover spam from six days before <laughs> and some rice that was questionable. But it was like, yeah. that was great. Yeah. So to me, I was like, wait, there's a beauty behind that. I can be happy before, during, and after. Sure. Right? And it's like, it, it just, it's life is just more fun. And let's just say, well, and I'm not saying the way I think is right. It's just how I accept life. More importantly, it's how I just take on challenges as something beneficial. But I truly believe that if we're here, why not just choose love? Even if someone is making a fearful decision and they pull a gun against you and it's you and your whole family, why is it that – why would I want to pull a gun? What is that teaching? What is that to teach people? What does it teach humans? Nothing. Hmm. Do I even care about dying? No. So then what am I really afraid of, right? So it's like one of those things that it's – and then I'm looking at this guy who has this theoretical gun pointed at me, and who's to say he's wrong? Really think about that. If Batman was a uh, Dark Knight, mm -hmm. I almost said Black Knight, <laughs> which is a movie that Mar Mar uh, Martin Lawrence is in back then. Uh, if you look at like even yeah. that, they built a way for the Joker to have empathy for him to the point where you almost wanted him to win mm. because all they did is give you a story of why he made the decision he did. Mm -hmm. So who's to say this person holding a gun is wrong? For all we know, he could have grew up under the foundation of his parents and his religion and how if no one believes in this, you must kill them. Who's to say that's wrong? Now, we can look at it and say, yes, we were taught the gun is wrong. But then how can we not have empathy? Because we stand up and believe in everything we believe in our God, our family, so how can we not how can we say he's wrong? The only difference is, is that I don't I'm not scared. Mm. I'm not scared. And if we're so upset at this, what's gonna happen if I pull this out? That does nothing. Absolutely nothing. But it's your family, it's your daughter. I love family. More importantly, I love people. I love people because I've had family members leave. I told you I was adopted. Yeah. So it's like it's one of those things that like I mean, there's certain, we, we don't have to love our family. I do. I love certain parts of my family, the ones I know, but I also don't know everybody. Right. And then I, I, it's tough for me to have complete, you know, okayness with getting my ass beat as a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, it's one of those things that I still, yeah, thank you for it, but I don't have to situate myself around it. If Ryan and May has been there for me 
more than family, who's to say he's not family? What mm-hmm. defines family? Sure. Who's to say this right here, the Kinjas, is not a family? Blood? That, that was taught. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean anything. We're freaking human. Mm-hmm. How the hell? Why, why is it so separated? Why are we creating things that separate ourselves even more instead of just acknowledging the fact that we're humans? Why can't it just be humans? Why can't we just start now? So, and then it goes into bigger thing of like, we're all freaking awesome. Technically, we're all made up of energy and atoms and matter. So how come this dog doesn't matter? You know, like, <laughs> how can we look at things like it doesn't matter? It's great. Even yeah. if you're eating it, not saying the dog, but I'm saying like, <laughs> even if you're eating something, it's like, man, yeah. without you, I couldn't eat you. <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> like, right. And it's like, it's like, wow. that sounds yeah. horrible. But to me, it's like, well, it's, it's kind of beauty. Like even... The vegans, shout out to my vegans. Yeah. I just have respect for vegans because you guys are vegans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> told you I love spam. Respect. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those things too. It's like you gotta thank the plant. Yeah. You eating yeah. it, right? So it's like it's like it's just it's just one of those things of uh, yeah. I, I, I guess uh, in a shorter. Yeah, it's it's term. a super existential conversation that we just, <laughs> just just went into. Nah, I love it though, man. It, it, that's what this place is for. I mean, like, yeah, I should have probably prefaced you with this in the beginning. The the whole. Uh, concept of this podcast being called the movement in the shadows right movement in the shadows meaning the things that happen behind the scenes the things that people are inspired by the things that you do that uh, people don't watch on youtube or on instagram like what is your daily routine what what do you study like how how do you develop what you've developed so that you can put out the stuff that people do see and um, so much of it is going to come from your mentality your mindset um, your why and uh, and I, I think what's great about this platform, sure, uh, like yourself and us here, Kinjas, we're dancers. Or what what people see is the dance. They see the stuff mm-hmm. that we do, the stuff that's entertaining. That's why people follow us because the stuff, the product that we put out is what they like. But really, the people that come in here. Um, and the way that you're talking, it, you can apply this to literally anything. Everything. It, it, yeah. And, like, take dance out of the picture. You know what I mean? Like, what you're saying, like, the guy who, who works the 9 to 5 in an office behind a desk, that guy can apply this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, an athlete, anybody. So what's great is that, um, yeah, it, you, you're talking about how you need to develop your mind um, as to why you want to do whatever it is you want to do. But at the same time, um, so if it's that 80, 20, there's that, the, the mentality and then the 20% is the work that you put behind it. But that's also such a strong 20% of, of actual huge. grit. You have to be down to just be like, okay, cool. Now that my mind is ready to go, I need to work my butt off to get yeah. to whatever style that thing is. is important right? initially, but yeah. then like the actual skill itself will be shown yeah. uh, over time. Right. Like yeah. you can look at the someone that like stands out from the crowd, and then give them a chance, and then you might like it at first. But the more you get deeper into the skill level, you start to compare from the best of the of everything, right? Yeah. Uh, so for me, obviously, yeah, both the twenty percent is important equally to the eighty percent. Right. For yeah. me, it was just I couldn't understand why some of the m- most greatest dancers that we all know don't have what we received. Mm-hmm. It almost seems ungrateful or unfair, and almost like. Man, I don't deserve this as much as my homie who's destroying me. Right. The only thing that held back was that he didn't want to show up to the basketball court, but he wanted all the outcome that the basketball player had. Mm. But how can you judge it? Like, how can you be so upset when you don't want to show up? So you can't be upset, and how does that even help you? Yeah. That's not, that's like having that is already not going to help you, having the negative opinion. Because I used to also do that. I used to look at him like, 
man, why is this person da, da, da? And I'm like, I'm so busy sitting. How come I'm not trying to be on the court? Right. Mm. Right? How, what, what am I talking about right now? Yeah. Why do I have an opinion? Holy shit, he matters to me. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was like, holy crap, that's a huge power. What is he doing? What is he now doing that I can pull from? Mm. Interesting. This is amazing. This is why people are attracting to it. Why? Oh, that's great. I don't even care at this point, his purpose. I've judged someone. We've all judged people and not even talked to him. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. that's not even fair. What kind of, that's not fair at all. Mm-hmm. And, and it's tough because in my situation in the dance community, I've heard a lot of both sides of like some of the new teachers and then some of the OG teachers who always did it for the right reason. And it's just one of those things that it's like, I understand both perspectives, but how are we going to benefit from mm-hmm. this? And then does it even affect your business? Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. Matter of fact, did you get a kid from this person's camp? Yes. So he helped your business. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about? What are we really talking about? We're talking about maybe you don't believe in his belief system. Mm-hmm. Have you talked to him? And then how are you going to go about it? Are you going to be upset? Who's going to want to listen to someone that's upset? Matter of fact, the person you love the most, you all get upset all the time. Yeah. So it's like you, it definitely matters to you. And how can you make change? Easy. Show up to the court. Play. Change it. Yeah. You're like that urban Tim Ferriss. <laughs> I met him actually. Tim you Ferris. met Tim Ferriss? Yeah, so we were uh what? was it before uh we, yeah, we went to the White House to uh, meet uh, <laughs> you went no to the White deal. House with Tim Ferriss. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> it was like <laughs> I think it was like last year and I didn't I wasn't aware of who he was. Um, I remember because I spent time with Tony Robbins, and I remember he brought him up a couple times. And, time uh, just Tony Robbins. And Tim <laughs> Ferris. And Tim Ferris was very like uh, he was hel- he was really into dancing. He's like, hey, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's he, a b boy. Yeah, yeah. And that's and then that's I saw fun. that like I think he was like with Joe Rogan, and then they were like sharing the the videos of like stance and like all the the monster b boys and stuff. And yeah, I've I've, I've never read any of his books because I've never read a book. But <laughs> I, I every time he's talked, he makes. Everything Dude, is so great. Like because every everything that you're saying is because I've read the Four Hour Workweek and the Four Hour Chef, which is both Tim Ferriss, and uh-huh. he in in those books he kind of breaks down how to learn things, and you're saying exactly what he's saying, but then in your own and more relatable way. So I just like holy moly, yeah. dude. And I think it's like that's one of the things too is that I think it's I, I specifically have never read a book. I got halfway through Magic Johnson's bi- autobiography <laughs> in third grade, and it was like sixty pages, and yeah. I was like, I, I my ADD was horrible. Yeah, um, I hear you, man. I'm not a reader. Uh, but uh, mainly because I just wanted to write a book before reading one, <laughs> and that's like the title of it. You totally should. Hell yeah. Oh, my but, God. Uh, I would buy that dopest right now. title. Uh, yeah, uh, How to Write a Book Before Ever Reading One. Yeah. And then one is W-O-N for my pun guys out there. Um, nice. But it, it's one of those things that it's like I totally believe in rules, and they're great, but uh, I totally believe in everybody is their own person, and you can find things for yourself, and you can create your own equations, and it just so happens that they relate to – other uh, cool things in life, and I think it just makes everything more simple. I think even starting a new craft, the first thing we do is we get scared of like, man, I know how long it took to master this shit, and I'm still learning about this shit. Uh, but then I was like, why are we afraid of that? How come? Is it possible for someone to just learn something really quick? And and now I've like just been really trying to research, is there an equation for picking up stuff faster than it is? And I actually do believe that, because mm. why is it that kids like Logan are able to pick up something so quick? understand mm-hmm. it process it and then do it like mm-hmm. what is it is is it like oh i mean that's a natural gift no i mean cool that's awesome we she did put in work but right at the same time i'm like is there something in the brain that triggers this why is it that this guy was driving down the street in a motorcycle dodging through traffic and all of a sudden he gets clipped he does a front flip and lands on the freaking hood of the car hmm. 
well, that's a freak of nature. No, is it? Or is there something that he came across in the, from the day one he started and he saw something similar to this? Maybe he watched a Jackie Chan film mm-hmm. and it just got located in his subconscious. And in the moment of thinking, he didn't. And mm-hmm. he landed it. Obviously, he wasn't fearful. He was literally flying through all the traffic. Mm-hmm. So to me, he's already fearless. He gets hit. You don't think. You see something and process your brain that naturally happens. You land. You're in bliss. I still believe there's a reason. It could be a freak of nature, but now people are doing double backflips standing or <laughs> swing through double backflip gainers. Yeah. And it's one of those things that, like, as a B-boy back in the day, it was like, oh, air flares are here. Could you imagine on one hand? No, it's not happening. And now people are doing one-handed air flares. Yeah. So until it gets done, we get afraid to not try it. Mm. But no one ever said anything. No one ever said you couldn't do the most ridiculous thing. The Wright yeah. brothers who created the plane, they got hated all the time. They figured out a way yeah. to finally get off the ground in 14 seconds. 14 seconds. They, their whole life was dedicated to figuring out how do we fly. Mm-hmm. And everybody hated on their idea of it, and they finally got up in the air for 14 seconds. And now yeah. what? How are you going to get across the world? Right? Yeah. So it's like one of those things that it's like, man, we can kind of do whatever we want. I, it sounds cliche, but I was like, what is the equation of getting to do whatever you yeah. want? That's what I want to know. Uh, and I that's great. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, Nike's even talking about that. I mean, like, what they say: you, it, every dream is crazy until it's done, mm-hmm. right? Like, until you do it, like you like think it's impossible, and then someone does, like, oh, okay. So what's next, right? And then I think that's the that's the great thing about yeah the 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 human mind to um, yeah. I guess it just comes down to the fear, right? Because it, it really it, does. As soon as as soon as you're down to just go for it at the risk of getting hurt or failing. Um, and then once you figure it out, you know that there's a next level. And I think that's the, the great way that things evolve from art to technology to um, knowledge. I mean, think about this. This platform right now, podcasting, didn't exist. But this is a, a great platform um, for people to get free knowledge. And I think that's what's great about it. You just download your whatever, your podcast app, wherever it's at, and then you could just literally learn anything. anything. You know, just look up a topic and there's like a podcast about it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what's great. Um, and more importantly, too, it's not that this is right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, people like, yeah. listen, just know that anything you listen to, you, you can take whatever you want. Yeah. I don't think that I'm right. I don't think that I'm wrong. I just believe this is the best way for me to take challenges again as something that's going to always help. And I think if you're able to just always pick the good in everything, even in the bad, and is it even really bad? Yeah. I I really believe that even darkness is nothing but just a shadow from shade, from shelter in the wave light's path. Mm. Right? And I feel like that was Barzy. Your boy. That was really good. That was really good. Uh, Your boy, quote. Uh, but it's, uh, I truly be believe that mix. like I've, I've lived there, there before I've experienced it and it just wasn't fun. Mm. Right. And, and so I started to just become grateful and then I became happy. I was like, Holy crap, me really reliving the past about something with my mom that really meant something to me, made me so happy when you're busy being grateful, you're busy being happy. What else causes happiness? Growth. Let's keep going. We push. Will you go? We just keep going. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, that's good, uh, man. Go, Bingo. <laughs> man, this is this is really good, man. I had I literally have like a, a two pages of questions. I haven't asked you not a single one of those questions. <laughs> honestly, this is just too good. Is there yeah. one that you're like, oh yeah, this is the one? 
No, I don't know. I mean, it's just Soul's natural theory. flow of things. <laughs> yeah, we'll find what's, what's the subject? <laughs> we can always save it for lightning yeah. round. Oh, yeah, we're going to lightning round you up for Ooh. sure. But uh, no, man, I, you're, you're dropping so much stuff, dude. And and really, at the end of the day, yeah, screw the questions because, I mean, these are all things that you, you can essentially just have a conversation with you on the side or look up something on the internet and maybe find an answer to it. But I think your mentality right now, this is what's golden. Uh, this is really what... Um, what we hear in the room, I mean, you're, you, uh, we, we covered this before, but the question of why we're even doing a podcast, it literally came from a place of we genuinely uh, want to learn. We want to learn from other people who we respect, and we know that everyone is going to come with a different life experience. They're going to come from a different mentality, um, and, and it's, it's taking bits and pieces like with a grain of salt, like you said. You don't have to take everything. Mm-hmm. You take what you feel like is applicable to you. And and then you you let it kind of you know just take form however it takes form in your life and and literally this is our personal learning platform like it's super selfish like we just want to learn from people That's awesome. um, but at the same time uh, we know that if anyone else is listening like man I hope you're getting some of this stuff uh, that you can kind of apply to yourself and and take with you right yeah. so um, dude this is really really dope stuff though um, but I have to ask so uh, with all the um, like millions of things that you're doing from you know creating uh and and putting things out there on tv with choreographing to your personal stuff with youtube um and and like you talked about you have this mentality you have your business mentality right you have this your business is an art i believe yeah, yeah yeah so when you take all of that um and you kind of do your best to sum it all up do you have a a kind of a clear snapshot of how you approach uh you know business to entertainment to your own personal life to like, how do you, what do you do for yourself to kind of balance everything and then keep everything within a 24 hour time period? Like, what does that look like for you? So, like, yeah, that's just uh, a lot. I, I love the question. And I was like, dang, I feel stupid. Well, I mean, like, just even, <laughs> I, was like, I had this answer and then I was like, wait, 24 hours. Well, I, I mean, like, oh. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, we, we all have 24 hours in a day, but you yeah. do so much. You, 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 you say you put three hours, three to four hours to learn something. To you know, and then like, when do you actually have time to actually go and create and choreograph to take a meeting to get your time so, in with yeah. your girlfriend? To like, what time do you wake up in the morning? Do you work out? What do, when do you oh, eat? Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's so, so I, much. I, I, I wanted to research um, how much sleep the human body actually needs because I was thinking about eight hours a day is one third of your day, and then I thought if I made it to 100 years old, that I'd be sleeping 33.3 years of my life. <laughs> and I was like, even if I knocked off two hours and I got to six hours, I've now slept 25 years out of my life and I got an extra eight and a half so or eight and a third so I researched even like sleep do how much does my body actually need to get through it and I've heard different types of things but uh, I believe it was like four and a half or five uh and I think for me I sleep is nice but it's like what's exciting is that I love being awake Mm. right and then I even this is weird but I even uh got into lucid dreaming which is the ability to control your dreams and then I was, I was doing that uh, for a while because then I started just creating in my dreams because you're so deep. Lucid dreaming is just knowing you're dreaming mm-hmm. and then taking advantage of it. So, like, I can tell my computer to pop up in my dream. I can literally have the – and remember everything. I can play any song. I can choreograph my dreams. So when I wake up, I already have it finished. And it's like – it's and that takes, <laughs> like – and I researched that, and that sounds very, like, what the hell? It's a little scary. Um, but a lot of uh, great people that uh, were obsessed with, like, getting stuff done quicker uh, apparently they were doing the same stuff uh, uh <laughs> but uh, yeah so when i wake up uh my main priority right now is uh, i have two puppies 
Mm-hmm. Oh, you have two dogs? I have two puppies. Wow. Hell yeah. And uh, if you research online how to raise two puppies at the same time, every video you click that says how to raise two puppies at the same time, they always start off with like, a, uh, you should never raise two puppies. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do and you're fucked, get someone else to really work with you. So uh, my my girlfriend right now and I, uh, our clarity and our passion are so strong. Mm. And that building is always right now the main priority. Uh, so most of it, I guess, more in the evening time is setting time aside for that. Mm-hmm. Her too, or she's very on the same page with this. So our growth together and being kids is fun. We're like, it's kind of weird because we play with our imaginations and we're constantly like, if someone's an imagination, no matter what state you're in, you're like, you play with them and it goes, and it's just fun. It's just fun. And, uh, also because her outcome that she wants in life is very in the same of mine, which is kind of just to constantly give. Uh, anyways, uh, I do stay behind my computer a lot, mm. and I have a whiteboard, and I have uh, uh, just a bunch of stuff that I constantly learn and, and I research, and uh, right now I've just been working on a, a musical, which is weird. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. And I've been working on that for maybe a few months now. Whoa. And it's like it's like, so I had to learn how to play the piano to the most basic level uh, as quickly as I can. <laughs> uh, and then it's like uh, not really being the voice behind the musical, but writing it because uh, I think choreographing is fun, especially when you get in different ingredients, mm-hmm. right? Because as a choreographer, you you just kind of take advantage of everybody's ingredient and, and what they're great at. Don't showcase what they're not good at. That's not a good choreographer. A choreographer is just someone that's really good at showcasing the quality of each ingredient to make the best quality show possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got obsessed with choreographing everything. That's why I had to learn how to edit because I wanted to choreograph the editing with the dancing. Then I wanted to choreograph the lighting with the dancing. Then I wanted to choreograph the shot with the, all that, so I had to study that. Then I had to choreograph the writing with the dancing with this to always do this. And then I realized that's kind of like what a director does. I'm not a director. I just like to choreograph stuff mm-hmm. to make one thing and mm-hmm. almost taking advantage of the way I thought dance was. It's not just my favorite dance videos. It is that, but it's also just researching anything that has to do with visual stimulation and music. So yeah. I started to research all those things so I can really know it to almost bring out the best of its quality to use it as more ammunition for the craft. Yeah. So I just kept going and then that went into videos and now I'm studying. So I want to study musicals. So I had to study some of the greatest writers and I had to study some of the greatest musicians, but just get enough to get what I need out. And then I'm going to give it to someone to make it something greater than it is. But I'm writing now for different perspectives. So I'm not just creating for myself because it's fun, but it's more fun to create with Trey, Logan, and all these great, freaking amazing humans. Uh, So if I was able to write and create for someone else, I can basically essentially just do what I did for myself of this 32 years. And if I can have their perspective and write for them, their voice is able to help more people. That's essentially what the lab was this year. Yeah, Uh, Going off in tangents, but the kids' last piece, uh, they I don't know if you guys saw it, and it was just based off of, like, the kids doing a piece about, there's just, like, this kind of, like, subway thing, and, you know, Logan's on Mm -hmm. the, the, playing on the buckets, and then Trey has a, playing at a flower shop, there's an army, there's homeless, and there's all these uh, different types of people. And a lot of people from the piece they took it from it was like, oh, love pushes people, and they didn't shoot it to the bet the way I would want them to shoot it. They never do, obviously, yeah, right? <laughs> Even when you do the shots and drop the shots and know the shots and yeah. you tell them it's a jib shot that starts here and then goes down and pulls out. Yeah, it doesn't matter. 
Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, they, they're like, love basically activates you to go. Yeah. What the kids didn't know and what my take was it is that if kids can play adults and win in life, how come adults can't play adults and win in life? <laughs> so yeah. I think we learn more from kids. Yeah. Right? Um, so it's just one of those things that hopefully subconsciously hit with a lot of people. And for me, it was uh, about that. That's right? Uh, so I was like, oh, cool. Because that wouldn't work for adults. There's yeah. a lot of pieces on that on the lab that wouldn't work for adults. Yeah. Why are we in school? <laughs> We're 32-year-old men. We better be a teacher in this school. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's almost like the perspective, I, I believe that the kids can really help. I mean, yeah. they've helped me. They have no idea that I went in giving, but I ended up trading because I've learned so much, you know, yeah. unintentionally that I was just like, I almost like, dang, was this even giving? Because I have so much fulfillment right now. Like, oh, I feel so great. Yeah. So then I researched yeah. giving and I realized it's for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> We're fucking selfish people. So yeah, yeah, you're giving everything you got and you're like, oh, that's so nice. Look at my child's face when he opens this present. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's really for me. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, so uh, anyways, long story long. Um, <laughs> paradox of life. Go bingo. Wow, go man. Bingo. Uh, well, I got it. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, when this musical comes out, shoot, man, I, I can't, I can't wait to see what this even looks like, bro. That's bro, you're at, you're telling me like I'm yeah. a lot of trial and error, that's you know, so and sick. a lot of stuff, and uh, the clarity of what I need to is there. It's yeah, kinda I love problem it. Problem solve. You know what's funny is that you asked about a 24-hour situation, and I took like 60 hours to answer. <laughs> hey, 60 hours is what you need. Then. You know what? I'm learning, man. I'm learning in this, dude. Your mind is constantly going, and I love it, man. It's it's so the the energy that you're putting out is it's really one. It's contagious and it's 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 inspiring. But man, like it's just giving me a good snapshot of of what's going on in that head, bro. And there's a lot of this. <laughs> but I mean Twister that... would be jealous. He's like, oh man, I'm gonna try to do that forever. Yeah. But with that though, I mean like you're you're constantly producing, you know, with your body, you're putting out stuff. It's it's entertaining, but it's it I appreciate it even more because of the fact that like I know where it's coming from and, and the mentality behind it. So that's dope, man. But um for the sake of time, dude, we're going to just fire out some lightning Ooh. round oh, questions shit. at Here you, Here we go. One, yeah. one syllable answers. One syllable eh. answers. Uh, syllable uh, ooh. No. Yes. Actually. So we're, we're working on getting a soundboard where we have like lightning and thunder sound effects. Oh, just put it in post. We don't have that quite yeah, yet. Yeah. Okay. It's like fun post. if you're beep, 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 beep. Lightning just do round. that. Well, you got, <laughs> you got score over here, Charles. He can yeah. score. Okay. Go ahead, Charlie. Go. What? Lightning sound? No, I'd rather do it in post. <laughs> right, I'm gonna do it in post. All right, here we go. So, lightning round begins in three, two, one. If you had to be a professional athlete, what sport are you playing? Golf. What's Golf. your favorite spam dish? Uh, rice. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not thinking. I'm going. Sorry. Oh, that's good. Favorite rice. fruit snack of the '90s? Welch's. That's not of the '90s. Welch's. <laughs> I don't care if it's not in the '90s. What's your guilty pleasure? <laughs> <laughs> My dogs. That's so lame. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's so really right good. now it is. Right now, right now. I, that's why I laughed. I was like, that's so lame. Dang. That's good. Why though. you got pop in my brain? So I love you, man. The dogs, man. You got to. All right. Uh most embarrassing song or artist on like your playlist. <laughs> oh, a uh, little little pump. Little pump. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I want to learn uh why it worked. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's uh good. one thing you could change in the dance community. Uh, uh nothing. Wow. I think I think just continue the evolution. I don't want to change nothing. Wow. Gonna... All right. Well, what's the worst internet dance craze? Uh, not a dancer. 
<laughs> the best up, internet dance craze. A uh, hardest competition you are a part of? Uh, the first one. Uh, some b-boy battle in '99. Oh, okay. Piece of streets. Yeah. Whoa. Um, yeah, you think you're battling the person, right? Mm. But really, it's just you versus you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, something that you would you would hope that people would do less of. Uh, think. Mm. Ironically, what about, right. What about what they should do more of? Learn. Mm. Love it. Love it. I gotta do it. Favorite movie. Truman Show. Oh, wow. Oh, that makes so much sense. Uh, YTF Reunion. Oh, man. <laughs> Nipples hard. Nipples hard. I'm excited. Nipples hard. Uh, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, hey, that's crazy. If you're a rapper, what's your name? Lil, Lil Doogie. Lil, Lil Doogie, Doogie, Doogie Dick. <laughs> Lil Doogie Dick. I feel like it has to, has to start with Lil. Yeah. yeah, but I'm the dumbass that puts L I T T L E. Little, 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 little doogie dick. <laughs> oh, it should be L I T apostrophe. Oh, little, little, it's still hip hop. Yeah, it's 2019 coming up. We gotta go. We gotta go to the next level. Yeah, yeah. Lit Eminem or MGK? Eminem by far. Yes. No, no. I mean, you're you're kidding me at a certain time. I know. I know. I know. I think if you're a fan, I think if you're a fan of MGK, it should. Definitely tell you um, your level of brain capacity, mm. and then if you understand Eminem or you don't understand Eminem on why he is still the greatest, it's completely okay. Yeah. Just know that there's a reason why he's the greatest. Oh, for sure. I was in a super rabbit hole on YouTube yesterday of like really reputable rappers all talking about why Eminem is the greatest of all time. I was like super deep into this. Like, what did you hour. come across? Because I have my own opinions. Too. Oh. I mean, I know. I'm just saying so that they interviewed like uh, Dre to the game to 50 Cent to uh, Kendrick Lamar to Jay Z to Snoop Dogg. Like, all there's all clips of them talking about why they think Eminem is the greatest of all time. And it was really just cool. And I, I agree. So that's just my opinion. I feel like that's a whole other episode <laughs> that we can get into on that What's topic. What's your opinion? Uh, the quick opinion is that he studied the craft, the actual skill level of it. And there's this guy named MF Doom who's a, a oh, brilliant. Yeah, MF yeah. Doom. Yeah. Uh, I think what he did is like. He did a perfect balance of like what Buster Rhymes' really cool thing was, uh, mixed with storytelling. The more importantly, storytelling. Oh, yeah. um, uh, his bars are basically fits in the crazy amount of syllables. But the reason why the average person can understand it is because he's telling a story and he's not trying to make you think on a metaphor basis. Every bar, right? It's not until the last bar that he has your mindset built under a certain way to basically misdirect your attention, delivering a punch. Wow. It's only the last line he has to do. He's just setting a storyline, but with Rhyme scheme in between. That's probably that, and he's just smart. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, hey man, you're smart. You're a freaking scientist, bro. Like I'm listening to everything you breaking everything down. You got everything down to a science, man. It's it's really good. It's really good. And um, then my things like don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I think because. Yeah. <laughs> So, it, 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 okay, so I feel like I already kind of know this answer because you. I think this entire episode you've already summed up what I'm about to ask you, but your golden rule. What is your life mantra? Um, how would you kind of package that? What is your life life mantra? What's your golden rule? Just love decisions. That's it. Just love decisions in any scenario because yeah. that's it. Love or fear. And that's so cliche, but that was the most simplest form I can really think of is that right there. Everything yeah. that I combined that I've ever talked about it's just the decision of that. Because in order to even 
want to learn, I had to make a decision out of love to want to learn. So it kind of just goes back to that little simple, if you choose love over fear, you're going to have the greatest life in the world. Amazing. That's so good, man. So good. Well, dude, um, yeah. So, I, Bango uh, Part Two. I mean, I got, I got some, I got <laughs> oh, some, oh. I, I got some mad, I got mad bars. You know, I got hey, upset You know, Kit if Kats. you say stuff on this podcast, it it's, it's going to happen, right? I got mad bars, bro. This is proof that you said certain things, and we're gonna go back to it. <laughs> it's okay. All right, dude. Out, we're we're gonna revisit this conversation. Revisit, or I can drop some, I can drop some pores oh, right oh, now. Oh, let's go. Oh, damn. You know, the, the next guy we got I mean, coming in, we I've got heard. <laughs> I, you know, you heard it. You got Sway, but they don't know about Kenja's. Bango. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, y'all, y'all looking at me like I'm about to drop some bars. <laughs> We're waiting. But I, bro. I, I just, feel I just, like I, you're about to drop I, some No, bars. I just didn't come prepared. Yeah, it's all good. It ain't unfair. Matter of fact, you just don't care. Compare me to anybody. Man, I got a pee-pee. They call me little doogie doog dick. I don't know. I forgot it. I told you not to think, but you can't have think without ink. My pen on the paper, lyrical raper. Take you, that's horrible, but I would never do it, but I still believe I should. Grab my dick, wood. Pull out the gat, wood. You think you want to be tiger, wood. It doesn't matter, wood. You think about the next time I'm about to blast these rhymes off the top of the dome. You're so cheap, use for breeze. Like a cologne. Yo. Go bango. Go bango. Yo. Go bango. Start with a go. End with go. Wow. Yo. <laughs> you guys. That yo, hey, go dude, thank you for that, bro. Dude, I, that I didn't so think you were good. actually gonna do it. I don't know. I blacked out for a second. I forgot. That, where I'm at. That was that's a good black beauty. Felt like it. so you think you dance again? I was like, what? What just happened? It's <laughs> amazing. Wow, dude. Uh, you know what's crazy? Like, so we normally have this format that we kind of follow, and mm. you completely just threw oh, it out shit. the. No, no, no but no, I'm, I'm saying this great. in the best kind of way, and I think that's an- another thing that I love about this thing because I mean. Format or not, that's not what this is about. This is just being organic and in the moment and just being down to have a conversation and let the conversation kind of take its course. And I think everything that was talked about, um, it, it's literally that. I mean, like, you're challenging us. Uh, you're, you're making me think, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm sure this entire room is, is, is feeling that. So, man, just seeing your process, bro, and um, sure, all the stuff that you put out, I think that's just like, yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it, it, it's it's you know millions of views on all these things. I it's it's great. You know what I'm saying? But I think just knowing why you do what you do um, makes all that stuff even way more. Um, I just appreciate it, man. And uh, you know, from all the projects that you're working on, from the musical to I'm sure there's tons of other things that you're doing. Um, thank you for putting down what you do for the community because I think at the end of the day, what I still see you as is a dancer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, You're, always do. You love dance because I, I, I always see you somehow being able to incorporate dance into you know, all the different things that you get involved with. You know what I mean? And um, I mean, at at the end of the day, man, you're you're a leader in our community. You're a pioneer in that, our community. See, that's like, see, me, I'd be showing up like, mm-mm. Well, see, <laughs> like, I, I don't think that way. I, I can see why you would say that or think that, but you're absolutely a part of you. You come from where we come from, and then you 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 may be uh, getting exposure in ways that uh, maybe other people aren't, and and maybe pursuing different uh, platforms that may, that many of us aren't on, but. Like that's absolutely what the community should be consisting of people that are from a place that take the things that uh, that we all grew up in and taking from the people who have influenced us and shouting them out and putting them on, you know, and, and letting people know like, yo, I've learned from these people and, and people need to know about these people and, you know, and everything else. But um, 
just going for the gusto and breaking barriers and breaking ground and opening up doors because what you're doing now is uh, you know, showing kids that, you know, whether the kids that are like from the lab to uh, the, the five-year-old who's just starting to like watch YouTube and you're, they're watching your stuff, like you're showing them really anything's possible. So, dude, man, you're you're a huge inspiration to myself, to all of us here, to Kinjas. Oh, yep. You're always the homie. Feelings are 100% mutual. You guys yeah, have dude, no idea you, how man. much I stalk you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't. You really yeah. don't. Speaking of stalking. How do we find you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Plug all your uh, social media. Mindspace.com slash Dietrichs. Hey. Uh, at him, slash Lil Doogie. Lil Dick Doogie. I forgot the name already. Little Dick Doogie. YouTube? Yeah, yeah. What's that thing called? The Dominic Show. I don't really post as much. But there. Instagram, Dietrichs, or Google, or whatever you want to... I don't really recommend it, but yeah, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. I don't know how to plug this. It's like I'm barely, I'm barely on the platforms that much. Don't yeah, worry, okay. I'll, I'll so, dig it up and then I'll yeah, put it in the show. Yeah, notes. yeah, we'll find it somehow. I'm most active. I'm sure, you're on, on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you are. I'm probably yeah. more active on Instagram. I like that. And this is just me being a fan. Hey, bring back the food challenges. Oh, Ooh. dude, that's like a thing right now. Dang, too. I wanted to talk to you about Mock yeah, bang. The, all like the trick shots and all the other. <laughs> oh, dude, well, next I, time, bro. Yeah. Next time, you trick shots. You're crazy. Hey, we want to be. I didn't know people were editing theirs so i would have saved hell of time oh <laughs> so i was like what the hell like i really didn't even know that was a thing and i'm sitting here throwing hats off of a roof 18 hour shot didn't even land at once because this doesn't even scientifically make any sense <laughs> wow i think Dang, that already dude. says it yeah. yeah i was like what i gotta edit this bullshit oh Damn. so you're just <laughs> legit the best trick it's all unedited you hear that dude perfect yeah. dietrich wants to challenge he just doesn't yeah. give up you just don't give up i just thought it was that <laughs> That's amazing, man. Well, dude, Dom, it's just so fun talking with you, bro. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks through, for man. having me. I appreciate, appreciate you. Yeah, we're gonna take you up on that Go Bango remix because you know it's been said. So we're gonna make that one happen. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Just thank you for chatting Much it respect, up with us, bro. Man. Appreciate Hell yeah, your time. thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Oh, before we go, uh, check out Kinja's podcast with a K dot com and leave us a rating review on iTunes and go subscribe. Go Bango. Go Bango. Yeah. Well, that's it, y'all. Shing, thank you for shing. listening. Hell yeah. Ginger B. Ginger B.